Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes to Playbook. Uh, today I'm joined by Coach B, and uh, really we just decided that we're going to have a conversation, something that uh, that me and Coach B both encounter on a daily basis. Maybe we, want, we don't talk about it, or we're not specifically thinking about it, but uh, today me and Coach B are going to talk about critical thinking. And um, from the marketing standpoint, a lot of my day-to-day, we're doing a lot of critical thinking with clients. We're doing critical thinking with uh the results that we see in the marketplace and, and how we can provide better results for, for clients in the future. And for coach B it's uh, it's really being able to analyze a lot of his athletes and figure out what kind of game plan moving forward. He can kind of put together and, and, and really just help them uh, not only perform under pressure, but help them prepare. And I think, you know, cr- when I think of critical thinking, uh, a lot of what, what comes to mind for me, coach B is, um, is kind of like brainstorming, poking a lot of holes in things, um, it's, it's putting all the facts out there and, and analyzing, uh, that's what comes to mind when, when it comes to critical thinking. I think another one, uh, this is something that you and I talk about a ton and, and something that I think we're, we're both, uh, we both have strong skill sets for is, uh, also problem solving, being able to like quickly, you know, come up with solutions. Um, but the reason why we come up with those solutions is because we can, either we've experienced something or we understand how to think about a certain problem. And so that's what comes to mind. That's what comes to mind for me, Coach B, when it comes to, to critical thinking. Uh, kind of curious on your end, like in your day-to-day, where do you feel like, man, I need to sit back and uh, and kind of put a little bit more time here or meditate on this a little bit? Um, is it developing programming? Is it trying to figure out what's going to make an athlete, you know, what's going to motivate an athlete to get them to move? Like what, what comes to mind for you? Hey, that's a really good question. I think it's a little bit of everything. Uh, more recently, I think a lot of my uh, my ability to critically think is is um, directed towards teaching, teaching athletes, teaching interns, teaching assistants. Um, classic example, like somebody goes to a conference and they're really excited about what they learned, right? Or what um, the presenter showed them or something that they got from Instagram or that they watched in a documentary. And they're really excited to share it. And I know, and when they share it with me, it's never something that I want to dismiss. Like I want to be able to listen to them, but then I try to truly understand like what they're trying to tell me. For example, right. If you see this exercise done on an Instagram video with, um, with a hockey athlete or a basketball athlete, I'll often say to myself, all right, what was the context in which this exercise was done? Like, what is the purpose of this? And sometimes that's really challenging to be able to look at what you see on the internet or read and truly understand why somebody might be doing something or why they might have that athlete do something when you really don't understand the context of what phase of training that they're in, well, um, are they injured? What's their injury state? What's their health state? What's their practice load? There, there's so many other kind of questions to consider when you see something or see somebody present on things. And I think when I present, like that's one of the things that I want to be able to get the audience to be able to understand too, is like, listen, like I'm going to give you a snapshot of what I do and what I know at this current moment. That may change in a year. That may change in a month. It may change next week if I, if I learn something new, but um, it's the ability to disseminate information and, um, to, you know, to question, to doubt it, uh, to manage it and to truly, really, I think it's understanding. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I really want to be able to get through, um, to the people that I teach. And fortunately that's, that's, it's usually a lot of the people I interact with on a day-to-day basis, whether it be athletes or my interns or my staff, it's to be able to get them to understand how to disseminate the information that you're consuming 
absorb it and then be able to figure out how does this work for me in my situation? And um, I think we see that within, you know, a lot of web three, right? The, the critical thinking is a huge, is a huge piece of, of trying to find success and trying to figure out, um, you know, what's real, what's, what's biased, what's, um, what's genuine and, uh, you know, where somebody adds, you know, with, with whatever it is that they're sharing. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes complete sense. Yeah. For me, um, you know, you, you tied in Web3 NFTs and, you know, there's critical thinking for, uh, like you said, taking information and then how am I going to apply this for me, right? And to me, that's the difference between um, critical thinking and just being knowledgeable because I think, I, like, let's use your example, going to a conference, hearing a speaker, like taking that information and then just sharing it with somebody else is almost just like uh, you're knowledgeable on it, but is that critical thinking? But being able to hear their story, hear their their you know methodologies and, and what they believe in, and applying it to yourself in some capacity, and then having some type of output from that, you know that, that to me that's critical thinking. But then there's this other factor you brought up NFTs and Web three of critical thinking of like outside things. Like there's things that you know I do for myself, but then you know let's see a project. It, it's you know it's on a rocket. Trading volume is up. And what's the first thing that me and you do? Like why? You know yeah, like yeah. Some people just hop on it. They're just like, I'm going to, this thing is, this thing's on fire. I'm hopping on it. And, um, and they'll do so. They'll take an action without even really thinking about it. I think one of the things that you and I do, like, <laughs> I'll text you like, this is taking yeah. off and you'll be like, okay, but why? <laughs> and, uh, and that, that's when the critical thinking uh, turns on for us. That's when we go, um, let's look into Twitter. Let's look into their founders. Let's look into, uh, were there, were there any actions or news that took place, um, it really just is questioning it. Why, why did it take off? Why are people excited about this? And um, for me, that's where it ties into marketing because, um, you know, just getting data is one thing, but like having the context allows us to, to have that data be actionable for somebody, right? So just seeing that it's taking off, like that's data. Understanding that there's three events that happen. They just had a, a huge partnership. Mm. Um, they, they just brought somebody in. They have a new CEO, like, that context is is what allows us to to make an actionable decision. But if we're not questioning and analyzing as part of that critical thinking process, then um, yeah, it's it's maybe not as an informed decision, or we won't feel as confident in our in our actions. Um, yeah, context you, is everything. Like you said, like context sure. is is really is really uh, I think the biggest thing with being able to understand how to critically think and. Um, I've noticed, right? Like I've worked with athletes for a long time and I think, I think you're really, really good at it of being able to, um, figure out what somebody's BS bullshit meter is. Um, but it's one of those things that I think that's it, it hasn't been a skill. I think critical thinking is a skill. I don't think it's something that has really been impressed upon children as they get older and to turn into young adults in being able to realize what what's what's real news, what's fake news, and I'm not going to get into that kind of stuff. But like, what's what's genuine, what's authentic. It's um and being able to try to figure out like what's real. I mean, there's information being spewed at us and content all the time, multiple times a day, and we can consume it so readily and so easily easily, but we don't really know what's what's legit and what's not, you know, like you, you can, 
even your favorite influencer, even your favorite actor, even your favorite musician, or even your favorite athlete, like they could be, they can be putting out this information, but we don't know, like, are they getting paid or we don't know, um, are they invested into it? We don't know. Do they even use it? Do they even use the product that they're talking about, you know, or are they just doing it because it's a, cause they're getting sponsored. They're getting promoted to do it. There's, there's so many different, you know, so much context that needs to be able to be, you know, understood uh, to really to be able to, you know, make decisions for yourself. I guess that's what it comes down to, right? Like right. You, you're taking information. Do I have the skill set to think, to doubt, to question, to manage? And it's not really, it's not being negative, right? That's one thing I want to be able to understand, get everybody to understand is critical thinking isn't just being negative. It's being open-minded. It's being, it's trying to find objectivity within the information that you're consuming. It's about being inquisitive. It's about being curious instead of just passing judgment. Um, and there's so many different ways to try, to try to work on the skill, but it, it really, it, it is, it's a skill. It's a skill that we can get better at. Yeah, I think uh, you nailed it with uh, just being curious. Um, being curious is, I think, where it starts. Um, but it, it is also a skill. I remember when I first started working in marketing, I, I was working in this agency and um one of my one of my coworkers was uh, he just always poked holes through everything, whether it was a design, whether it was a blog post, whether it was a website. Um, he would just he just loved to to kind of break it almost like you know. And for some people, it, it almost did break them. For designers, like to hear that their work you know maybe didn't make sense in this scenario, or um, why did you choose this? And there's no definite you know answer for it. It, it kind of just makes you wonder like was that person present or is there a reason here? Right. And so I think um, another part of the context is reasoning. Like if you come to a, if you come to a disagreement with somebody, you have some kind of debate, you know, there's a critical thinker who's like pulling out these questions to understand the reason and somebody else, they might not even have reasons. Like the, on the other side, they might not have a reason. They're like, Hey, I just chose this. Mm. And now it's like, okay, so there wasn't a lot of thought put into this. There wasn't a lot of intention versus if you're going to stand up for something, there needs to be a reason why so that somebody else can understand, okay, this is what happened to this person previously. And this is why you know, they've already made a mistake. Now we're getting more context to why they made this decision in the future. And to, to us, that was like hugely significant. And so if somebody was presenting something or they had a reason why they wanted to change something, there needed to be a why. It couldn't just be like, uh, I'm changing this from green to yellow, this button. It's like, okay. Why? <laughs> is there a reason? Yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, pulling in some context and some data is really helpful, but, um, that, you know, from the marketing world, it's, it was so important for us to just poke holes and everything, like almost try to break it almost just like what if, and play devil's advocate a little bit. And, um, that led to superior campaigns that led to superior targeting abilities that led to superior, you know, products that we were producing versus just taking something and running with it and launching it. And I think there are benefits to, you know, let's execute, let's test, let's refine. There's, there's definitely a test process, but I kind of think of it, you know, I was kind of brainstorming this earlier today, Coach B, when I knew this was a topic, I almost think it's like being a scientist where it's like, okay, we're trying to accomplish something. There's something that we're trying to test for. Let's put a hypothesis yes, together yeah. of, of what's the most ideal in, in terms of our knowledge base. Now let's test, let's analyze. And then that's kind of the reoccurring the know, scientific yeah. method. Yeah. Right. So, um, and for me, that was really interesting because in, in the ad world and marketing world, like 
a lot of it is testing, but we also are trying to keep our, our client's dollar really lean. So we don't want to just test it for testing sake. Yeah, yeah. We want to put together a really well, you know, thought out campaign. And then we put it out there and based on the results is where we analyze and then come back and, and decide, Hey, let's, we didn't dive deep enough here, or we, we learned a lot here. So these are things that we need to change, but um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we started with why start with why yeah, yeah. Simon Sinek. Yeah. And I think that that's hugely important to this process of critical thinking because it's literally just one word that forces more yeah. and more context, more and more reasoning. And, you know, maybe there's like two or three cycles of like just asking why till we get to the heart or the magic of why something is important or significant. But um, it's interesting to me because some kids are just like naturally like that. Mm. Like, you know, like it, it's like the classic, okay, why? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> you just always ask why. You're just, and at some point you're just like, just because. And then that's when like it fully, it totally falls off. And um, there's always going to be like that, that opportunity for more context. But um, do you have like a, do you have a way that you, if you just like, know, hey, I need to sit down, I need to work on this and I need to critically think. Yeah. Is there a certain, do you have a certain routine? Do you have a certain, like, uh, like, what do you need, like you specifically to get in that mode of like critical thinking? Or is there, there are questions that you specifically ask? Yeah, there's, um, there's probably, you know, there's a multitude of things that, that I like to try to do. And um, the first one is try to, you know, vet things with a cautious eye, right? So like, whether it's an article or something that I watch on TV or, or a documentary, um, especially in my, my state, right? Cause it's a lot of things that are often relate to my job, whether it be exercise training programming, or even like just coaching. Um, you know, the first thing is, is, is this information complete and up to date. Right. And then, then I'm like, try to figure out like, who's giving this information. Is it like, I think I said to you in a text the other day, Right. There's people that post unbelievable threads on Twitter. But do they work with anybody? Like that's probably the first question I ask. Like, well, who are you who are you working with? Like the the information, the context is fantastic. So that's the first thing that I would say to anybody listening to this. If you really like somebody's information and somebody's content that they're putting out, ask the question, who are they working with? Like it's because there's a lot of things that sound great in theory but they don't really work in practice or you, they, would you say you that's credibility? Would you say that like that's somebody's credibility or authority or. Uh, I think their credibility increases when I understand the population that they're working with. Right. Because there's a lot of there's trainers too, right? There's trainers, there's coaches out there that um, they don't work with anybody. You know what I mean? They're putting out like these programs, elaborate designs and elaborate periodization schemes and exercise, but I'm like, okay, like, can you do that with a group of 25 or a group of 30 in a room that's, you know, 2000 square feet and you have 30 minutes to train? Can you do that? Well, maybe not. All right. Then, then I'm going to look at whatever you're seeing a little bit critically because it may not apply to what I'm doing. So the context is a little bit different. So I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, Where's the information coming from? Is the source trustworthy? Is it somebody reputable? Is it somebody that, um, you know, is it a high school strength coach? Is it a, sorry, a college strength coach? Is it another, is it a, is it a philosopher? Is it a, 
is it is it a consultant that works with Fortune 500 companies, right? And they're coaching their employees and staff on how to improve their productivity. Like, where's information coming from? And, um, you know, is the person that's putting out the information, are they trying to sell me something? Or are they actually trying to influence me positively to take action where I can improve the population that I'm working with? So I think that's, those are two of the big ones. Um, and then always trying to look at things from just multiple lenses. And I think that's, that's something that it's perspectives, right? That, that only happens with experience and it happens over the course of time. And it happens from um, really just trying to view things from different people's perspectives. Like uh, Stephen Covey says it in seven habits of highly effective people, like seek to understand. So like when I am taking in this information, trying to understand where is that person coming from? Like what, why, why are they saying what they're saying? And um, why are they putting out the information they're putting out? Like, what is the purpose of it? Is it really to try to make an impact on others or is it just self-involved? And to whatever it is, like it's, it's, everybody has their own reason for why they do things and why they put out content and why they put out information. Um, But I think that's an important thing to be able to factor too, is to understand the other person's perspective and their point of view. Um, and just like you said, like the other big thing is always ask open-ended questions is like, who, you know what I mean? Who's saying this? Why are they saying it? And what are they trying to give me? Or what are they trying to sell me? Or what are they, what are they trying to show me? I think those are probably the, the biggest questions that I would ask if, when, when I consume information and then, you know, how I can apply it to my own situation. Yeah, I know a lot of great things were, were just shared there, Coach B. I think one of the biggest ones is uh, the seeking to understand and being open is, is huge, right? Because, um, like, I'll use an example, like uh, me cold plunging and cold tubbing, right? Before, you know it's good for you, right? Like, like, these people are telling you that you should do it. But when I started to, to understand the benefits when I started to kind of uh, uncover some of the stuff that how it could help me in my business, how it could help me. It seems so funny to say like, how does sitting in the ice stuff help you? Well, like having energy, having clarity, having focus, like these are all things that, that produces, you know, these, these, uh, these reactions in, in my, my day to day that now that I understand it at a higher level, it's something that I can, I can critically think, say, I want to build in 10 minutes every morning to make sure I do that because of dot, 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 dot. Right. Hmm. Before, Somebody could just said, Hey, you should do this. And then it, it didn't really connect with me. Like I, I'm, not, I'm not building it in my, I've, I've known about this for years, like probably like 10 plus years. Yeah. The first person told me cold tub, you know, sauna, cold tub, and that's good for you. But it took me literally almost 10, more than 10 years. Actually, now I'm thinking about more than 10 years for me to actually build in a practice. because I didn't understand at a level that I realized how, and this is me critically thinking how this is going to impact mm. my life. And um, that, that's one factor of how I'm thinking about this is taking information and then, you know, how does it pertain to me or how does it make an impact on me? I think that's a huge part of critical thinking. Um, and I'm kind of curious from, from your end, when you, when critical thinking comes into play, like I think one of the ones that you just mentioned, actually, the, the social following. When NFTs first came out, you know, these projects, these collections would come out, they have 30,000 followers, 50, 100, hmm. 250,000 followers. Right? <laughs> and, and, and then you go and like Twitter shows you when the account was made, right? So, oh, account was made 37 days ago. Yeah. They have 250,000 followers. They have no engagement on their, on their account. 
um, yeah, people were like shocked and stunned and like they couldn't believe like how much marketing power and influence that these companies had. But anybody that anybody that critically you know, thought about what was going on here, we could easily see it's, it's just a facade. It's just a it's a front. It's a it's a manipulation. Um, but, you know, that's not a new thing. Like that has been done in social media for almost 10 years. years right? But yeah, it tells us where we are in society with people in critical thinking, because we still believe the Kardashians have whatever, a hundred million followers. Yeah. People don't, people don't think like maybe 7 million are real. And then 93 are, are fake people. Like they, they still haven't come to that conclusion yet because they still have massive, they, they, they incite massive decision with people. They still have this level of influence. That's like unheard of, Yeah. but that is social media in a nutshell. Um, <clears throat> they've even talked about how Facebook, almost about 50% of Facebook users are fake profiles. No way. But, <laughs> it's insane the amount of the but that's the 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 internet allowed us to uh create these kind of facades and create these opportunities to <clears throat> make people think that there's a lot more activity and a lot more going on than there actually is and that produces a lot of decisions you know facebook advertising i think is one of them mm-hmm. i'm a facebook advertiser that's my day-to-day business but i know <laughs> i know what number i see on the screen is not how many people actually saw that ad or or that post and so um but you know for me like it's just there's an understanding of man i I know this is i know this is a little bit fake i know that they're you know they're utilizing these fake numbers um but it's hard to get a lot of other people to understand that for some reason and i think it it has to come Mm -hmm. down to critical thinking they're not asking you know they're not asking the questions and they're not pushing it and they're not poking holes in it some people are just like content with it just being there or being okay or or they're just going along with it and so what's interesting about being a critical thinker and, and what you spoke on earlier because you you specifically said you're not being negative but there's like that connotation of yeah, like, yeah man. You're, you're calling somebody out or you're, you're calling you know you're saying hey this isn't right but the way that i like to think about it is it's not positive it's not negative i think critical thinkers are, are more of a, a neutral standpoint of like they're just viewing the facts they're viewing the context at hand and they're not making like an emotional like judgment mm. like you said it's just say here's what we have at hand this is what we see this is what we know and then you make a decision based off of just the facts what are your thoughts on that the yeah I, th- I think that's i think that's that's perfect it's almost like taking the moment like okay not being so emotional, like when something negative happens to just react. Right. I think, I think our human human that's, I think it's hardwired into our brain. It's like a mammalian response is to be reactive and emotional, right? Cause we are emotional beings, but to critically think it's almost like you're not removing emotion. You are, you're kind of removing emotion from it because that's the only way you're going to be objective, right? Cause otherwise, right. Emotion is going to be tied into your subjective, and so you've got to be able to find this objective clarity, and that requires the ability to, to step back, have a lot of high level of self-awareness, self-management. A lot of people call it, it's like emotional intelligence. You're having this emotional intelligence to be able to step back, take a look at the landscape, see what's going on, what am I feeling, how is this going to help me, is this going to help me, is this going to hurt me, and then decide to react. It's, it's like this absorbing information, modifying it and applying it, right? Like it's being able to understand like that little equation, absorb, modify, apply. But really a lot of it comes down to your, your emotional intelligence. I love how you said, um, 
like some people just blindly follow. Like there's one, um, there's, you know, we can talk NFTs here too. So like there's one FT project that I just kind of got into um, a couple of days ago called the sad times. And we're not promoting the sad times at all, but I thought it was really interesting because the artwork is sheep. And the, and the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And they, they're great animations. And then I started getting into the story and he wanted to be able to teach this story, how the story of a sheep evolves over the course of time. And now like the reveal process took like, um, I think like two months, the entire reveal process where the sheep was born and then it went to school and then it waited in the waiting room and then it got a job. Yesterday got its job, and which is kind of like the way we kind of work through our rat race and we kind of live through the human nature of rat race. And the story of it really, I think, is when your sheep goes to to work to learn how to critically think and learn how not to just follow the crowd and not to just follow what everybody else is saying is to be able to develop those skills internally to look inside and be like, what am I really doing here? You know, am I am I living my passion? Do I have a purpose with what I'm doing today or am I just spinning my wheels like a hamster? You know, and being able to develop that ability to take some emotion out of the equation, to take a step back and to assess your own purpose, your your own life. Do you enjoy where you are? Do you feel healthy? Do you feel invigorated? Are you doing things with intention? Um, you know, are you, if you're exercising, am I exercising with intention? Am I eating with intention? Am I speaking to somebody with intention right now? Like having that, having a purpose-filled life, right? It's, and some people want that, but they may not know how to get there. Some people want health. Some people want to feel better, but I don't know if they understand quite how to get there. And I think that's where we, we, you know, we serve a massive purpose with meta athletes, but being able to teach people how to take a step back, look at things objectively, what we know from science, what we know, what works and be able to assess their own personal lives, be able to give them strategies that they can use on their own to just try, try it and see if it works. Like we had a case yesterday with a, with somebody who has got trouble sleeping, right? That's pretty common. I think, right. It it, it happens to be pretty common. And um, yeah, I think you said it, Hey, just try it. See, see, see if it'll work, see if it'll help you. And I think that that's where you started. That's where we all started. We, 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 we see something that somebody else says like that we trust and we're like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And if you do it enough times and you start to notice a change and you like the change, then you continue to do it. And it becomes a habit. And it becomes part of your routine. But I don't even know what, what question you asked before I started going on this. Well, step. here, I'll, I'll kind of go <laughs> in a, a quick other direction. I, I mean, dude, 100%. And I think um, something that came to mind, like a recent event, like I love my girlfriend, but, you know, she, we, we, we recently got into like uh, – probably about three months ago, three or four months ago, like started really diving into athletic greens. And I'm, you know, I've been listening to some Huberman podcasts. I think that guy is, is a great example of one of one of the best critical thinkers and providing context and content to a lot of, you know, studies. Um, but, you know, in my head, athletic greens is kind of expensive, you know, like if you, if you think about it, but then I was just like, you know, what? it's not that expensive compared to what, what other people are spending money on. And this is something that's actually benefiting my health, my future. So it's really not that expensive. And my girlfriend's like, there's a, there's a cheaper option. And I actually like it better because it's on my favorite, one of her favorite podcasts. And this is where my critical thinking uh-huh. brain turned on. 
you have, uh, there's no doubt that those podcasters are smart, comp, you know, they're, they're competent for sure. <laughs> but what do they, what experience and credibility do they have in, in recommending a supplement, you know, a greens product, probiotic, prebiotic, all these vitamins versus Andrew Huberman, right? And the fact that, you know, you said it really well earlier, there's influencers, there's people that, you know, they're trying to influence you to, to make a decision. Then there are people that th- this is what they do. They're, they're literally, you know, for a long time, I don't even think that they don't pay to get on the podcast. I think they have like a, 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 some type of revenue split on the back end utilizing his code. So, you know, this is a product that he uses and he's also a professor at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm looking at a professor of Stanford that literally has, you know, tons of credibility, great guests on his show. A lot of people look up to him. And then we have an entertainment <laughs> podcaster, right? Yeah, right? And this is, this is not an attack <laughs> on them. This is a critical thinking. If I'm going to pick from a recommendation, I'm going to go with the professor from Stanford, yeah, right. right? And so to me, that was like classic critical thinking coming into play versus being influenced. Do yeah. those like do those podcasts? They might use it, but what credibility do they have in recommending a product like that that I'm going to take daily? I'm going to go with this guy. Um, and so, to me, that's like a, a classic example of the whole influencer space. Is like, why those po- those podcasters never talk about it in their podcast? Huberman's literally talking about you know why he takes it, why he's been taking it for almost twelve years. I think is uh, and so for me that context and knowing his recommendation for me like fully trumps somebody just talking about a product because there's no context there's no reason there's, there's no, a con- yeah if you if you ask him why it's like oh because i think it's good for me you talk to huberman he has studies yeah, xyz has, you know, yeah <laughs> oh, everything right so to me that's that's hugely important and i'm more than happy this is where i think it really comes into play for a lot of people is like i'm more than happy to pay the extra knowing that this the why is much stronger than somebody else's why right or or this company's why um so that's why it's, it's, it's pretty significant to me, but the whole influencer conversation is really interesting because we have to take a step back and realize, do we trust somebody because they have a million followers or do we trust somebody because of what they're saying, right? And if you do it the right way, you're gonna, you're gonna you know, create a large audience, but I'm sure there's people in your life that you know that aren't on social media. They don't have this social credibility, but they have this real life credibility, <laughs> right? And so that's another huge part of, I think what, what's tough in today's world is, you know, like you said, we don't get into the fake news category, but we should get into why am I listening to this person yes. versus this person? Yes. And is it because they have a million followers or is it because this person has trained Kobe Bryant, right? I'm going to yes. follow the person that trained Kobe <laughs> Bryant. And so, but that is a, that is a skill because you have to have the discipline to critically think you can't just go along with it. And I think it's, in today's world, we just go along with it too much. That's, yeah. Like I said before, it's a skill. It's a skill that you got to harness. Like you got to practice just like, your squatting is a skill. Like your eating slowly is a skill. Right. Your writing is a skill. Like th- those are all skills and critical thing is really no different. You just have to be like, as we said before, like if you're, you would improve your one timer, you've got to put in the reps to improve your one timer. If you would improve your critical thinking ability, then you got to put the reps in. And the only way that happens is through awareness and sometimes, and it's coaching. It's getting you to understand, hey, how about you look at it from this perspective? Or do you realize, like, if out of those 1 million followers, how many do you think are real? <laughs> like, right. you know, right? that's totally. that's that's something I don't think I was ever really made aware of until until I met you, until I met Katie, and then started realizing, like, how some of the space really works, you know? And it's really, 
it's it's developed my eyes a little bit more uh, clearly to be able to see what's real, what's legit, um, and what may not be. Yeah, 100%. It's really, you know, in some cases, you know, especially with people that you know are credible. Like, I think Huberman is a great example. The, the value that he puts out to the world for no cost is pretty incredible. Mm. Do I think 100% of his following is real? Like, I don't. And that should tell you, like, almost everything is fake in terms of, you know, social <laughs> right? media, in terms of numbers, podcast downloads, YouTube views. Um, it's, it's, it's manipulating social, you know, credibility, really. Um, when you go, to, uh, you go to type in a YouTube search inquiry and you're presented with three options and one has 2,000 views, one has 200,000 views, one has 2.5 million views. You're going to click on one and, and you can apply that. Somebody can pay, you know, $350 to get a million YouTube views. And that social credibility now builds in some type of, you know, like now I'm like, this is, this is the video that provided the most value, but in reality, it's not, it just has the most metrics. That's why, you know, people like fans, they always talk about context with the data, just seeing the Mm. number of views that this YouTube video has is just the data having the context of you go there and boom, there's 5,000 comments talking about how this improved somebody's life or this was uh, incredible value. That context allows you to, to have a bigger picture of what's going on. But if you just look at the numbers, you know, the two, the 2000 view video could be the best value, you know, for your five minutes or 10 minutes of watch time. But um, that's just the way the world works. And it's way too easy to, to engagement farm, but it's way too easy to apply those, those numbers and metrics. And, um, yeah, I know we're gonna we're kind of coming to a close here, Coach B, on, on this episode. But um, maybe we'll just both share one thing about critical thinking that somebody can apply, you know, moving forward. Mine is super simple. It's literally just keep asking why. Yeah. Until that's, until that's, it becomes clear to you, right? Um, hey, I want to do this. Why? And then you just pull it out of them. I think it's a helpful process for somebody else to walk through. Oh shit! I didn't put a lot of time into this. I need I need to actually spend some more time uh, putting this together and flushing it out. And so that's why I think it's so significant to, to continue to ask why, but it also just, uh, in my opinion, it gets you to that level of context that you need to make mm-hmm. a decision. Um, but what about you, Coach B? What's one thing that, uh, that listeners can take away when it comes to critical thinking? So you said why, I'm going to say where, right? Where's the information coming from? Um, is the source trustworthy? What is their motivation for presenting this information? Um, for example, are they, are they trying to sell you something or get you to, to take a certain action like them, like maybe vote for them? Um, so I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I think I can give the listeners is, is really try to understand where the information is coming from. Great point. No, great point. I think that that's, uh, that's hugely important, especially your world where uh, mm. there's a lot of, you know, like in the, <laughs> in the physical fitness and performance world, there's a lot of people that are just like instant experts somehow. Uh. And so I think, uh, yeah, where are they getting the context, where they're getting information from, you know, what background they have, that's hugely important. But uh, Coach B, great conversation. This was, this was hugely helpful for me to kind of get a better understanding of, of why we and how we critically think. But um, yeah, I appreciate everybody tuning in and catch everybody on the next episode. Thanks.